Hey folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. Hello, America, and happy Tuesday. The world awaits as the next phase of the Israel-Hamas war is about to begin, the ground invasion. A lot of people asking questions, a lot of people trying to understand the dynamics, some very difficult dynamics. Today, the UN General Secretary gave a speech that has caused enormous uproar all across Israel, basically suggesting that Israel was not without fault in the Hamas attack. It was roundly repudiated across the globe. But again, it's another example of the anti-Israel bias that has been at the United Nations for a long time. And I think today, almost certainly, what Antonio Gutierrez said was that the grievances of the Palestinian people cannot justify the appalling attacks by Hamas, and those appalling attacks cannot justify the collective punishment of the Palestinian people, basically suggesting that there was, well, some complicity on both sides of this. A lot of reaction to that. We've got a great first guest today. Michael Orn, former Israeli ambassador to the United States, is our eyes and ears on the ground in Israel. He's been such an enormous resource to Just the News over the last few days. And he's going to join us with a live report. There were just bomb sirens a little bit ago that sent him to the shelter in Tel Aviv. There was an incursion in the south beaches of Israel. There were some rockets in the north. War is all over the region surrounding Israel. And Michael Oren is going to give us an update at the top of the hour. And then we're going to turn to our conversation last night with House Judiciary Committee Chairman James Comer. Very insightful interview talking about whether or not he'll go after President Biden's records for the loan and other payments that he may or may not have made or received between brother and son. Hunter and James. We have a really great insightful interview there. There's a lot of news in that interview. I'm really looking forward to it. Now, a little bit of headlines around the country. Midday today, after five secret votes, they couldn't get it done in the first vote. It took them five secret votes, but Minnesota Congressman Tom Emmer, currently the majority whip, he was nominated to be the next Speaker of the House. Again, it was a very close tally, 117 to 97 over Mike Johnson, someone who comes on the show a lot. Emmer, not very close to Donald Trump or the Trump MAGA movement. So that's going to be a potential liability when this goes to the floor. But that is one that is going to be closely watched tomorrow. Could be the first floor vote. So we'll be watching that one really closely. Among those who lost in the race, Jack Bergman of Michigan, Byron Downs of Florida, who eventually dropped out after the second or third round of voting. 
Kevin Hearn of Oklahoma, Gary Palmer, Alabama, Austin Scott of Georgia, and Pete Sessions of Texas. All eyes are on the House. I think most people believe that Emmer will not come up with the votes necessary to become Speaker tomorrow either. That magic number of 217, although it could go down to 214 if some people don't show up, lower the number a little bit. Another big item today, former Donald Trump attorney Jenna Ellis, who's been on this show several times before, she pled guilty in the Georgia 2020 election case, agreed to cooperate with prosecutors. That's the third or fourth of Donald Trump's lawyers. You've got Cheesebro and Jenna Ellis, of course, and also Sidney Powell, among those making plea deals. A lot going on there. In the skies above our country, a scary episode on Sunday night. We're getting to learn a lot more about it today. But an off-duty pilot for Alaska Airlines apparently tried to kill the engines on a Washington to San Francisco flight. There's even some testimony that he may have been trying to open the door. In any case... He was charged today with 83 felony counts of attempted murder, 83 counts of reckless endangerment, and one charge of endangering an aircraft. That is a pretty extraordinary moment, and a lot of people worried about how that happened. What's wrong with this guy? Was it terrorism? Was it mental suicide? What what was going on? We don't know yet, but we are trying to find out more, and I think that's a big one. Now, the most important story I want to talk to you about is a story... I broke this morning. There are now numerous members of the House and Senate, investigators and members of Congress who in recent days have been informed, like Cash Patel was informed last year, that their personal phone and email records were obtained by the Justice Department, by the U.S. Attorney in Washington. In other words, the DOJ was spying on Congress, in fact, specifically spying on congressional investigators in various leaks investigations This is raising serious concerns about the separation of power. Should the DOJ be spying on Congress like it was spying on Donald Trump? Those are big questions. And we know the predicate and merit for spying on Donald Trump has been disproven. It was never there, according to John Durham. Well, what reason did the Justice Department have to spy on members of Congress and their investigative teams? Cash Patel was the first to learn about this. We broke that story earlier this year. He has since sued the Justice Department for violating his civil liberties. But now we have found out that Jason Foster, former Senate Grassley staffer, many others have also been alerted that their phone records from Apple, Google, or other big tech firms were seized. Senator Chuck Grassley, who used to employ Jason Foster as his chief investigative counsel, was outraged. He told Just the News, quote, ever since the botched crossfire hurricane investigation came to light, The FBI and the Justice Department have gone to great lengths to cover up and distract from their own malfeasance. Their actions only serve to underscore the importance of congressional constitutional oversight responsibility. This attack, that's what he's calling these obtaining of phone records, this attack on congressional investigators will not, will not deter us from that duty. And the department must answer for this abuse. That is a very powerful statement from Senator Grassley. We interviewed Cash Patel. He had some thoughts about it as well. The news here now is that the Justice Department Inspector General Michael Horowitz, the guy who unraveled a lot of the abuses in the Russia collusion case, he has opened his own investigation into the targeting of the congressional investigators and the obtaining of the records to determine whether federal prosecutors broke law or broke procedure in seeking these records when they're supposed to be protecting the separation of powers between Congress and the executive branch of which the Justice Department is its most famous law enforcement agency. You were able to get an internal memo summarizing it, basically saying the DOJ OIG, so 
Inspector General, is reviewing the DOJ's use of subpoenas and other legal authorities to obtain communication records of members of Congress and affiliated persons in the news media in connection with recent investigations of alleged unauthorized disclosures of information to the media by government officials. The review will examine the department's compliance with applicable DOJ policies and procedures and whether any such uses or the investigations were based upon improper considerations. That is going to be a big story. More spying, more big government, this time taking a whack at Congress. They're not as happy. Remember when it was uh, Trump? uh, Not as many people in Congress cared about that. Now, Congress cares because they were the victims of the same surveillance powers. All right, we're going to take that quick commercial break. First up, Michael Oren will join us, former Israeli ambassador to the United States, a live report. What's going on down in Israel right after these messages? Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, Add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. We are trying to keep an eye 24-7 on what is going on in Israel. So many different fronts on the battle, not just in the Gaza, but, of course, in the north with Lebanon and Hezbollah. And, of course, on the south today, there were some intrusions even in southern Israel, a three-fronted war right now. We turn to one of our most trusted voices. He's the former Israeli ambassador to the United States. He's on the ground in Israel right now. Joining us right now, Ambassador Michael Oren. Mr. Ambassador, good to have you back on the show. 
Always good to be here, John. Always good. It is a, uh, I know, a trying time. What is, I think just a little while ago, there were sirens sounding in Tel Aviv. There was some incursion on the south today. Can you bring us up to speed just on some of the warfare that was being carried out today? Well, well, in my little corner of this war is in South Tel Aviv, and we could actually see the missiles uh, coming in from from our window and seeing the Iron Dome go out and take them, and they blew up not far from here and shook the whole building. Uh, we weren't sure if there's any hits or not, if any, any of the rockets got through. Uh, you know, about a week and a half ago, one of them did get through and hit the house uh, next block and pretty much decimated it. Yeah. So they, they can get through. Listen, it, the Iron Dome is 90% effective, so they're firing 100 rockets at us, 10 get through. And believe me, ten, one rocket is enough to, to ruin your day and more. So it, it's a serious threat. Um, Israel's waiting, um, you know, fighting up north, fighting down south. And Hamas uh, continuing to attack, interestingly, uh, down south. We had a soldier killed by a Hamas ambush along the border. Um, and we're waiting. We still have this huge bow pulled back, waiting to be released, called the Israeli Defense Forces, with 360,000 reserves pulled up, called up, uh, plus a standing army of, well, over 100,000, something like this. And uh, it's a secret number, but today it's well over 100,000 troops um that is like more reserves than the entire u.s military incredible and uh but there's only much smaller how much time can you keep all these people who are they're the backbone of our economy these are the young people of their 30s and, and 30s and 20s they're pulled from their jobs right yeah yeah and the, the economy is taking a huge beating there's no there's no tourism of course uh which is a major industry here so the clock is ticking and it's clicking in other ways too john because uh international public opinion is slowly but surely turning against us and this was uh predictable tonight we had a speech by the u.s secretary general gutierrez who basically blamed us for the hamas attack um right and uh you know we, we feel that that also you know we, we earned a certain amount of empathy by having our people butchered uh, but that empathy is wearing off. It's unreal. It, it should never wear off. The scale and scope of this tragedy is beyond anything we've seen in modern terrorism. Let me dig in for a little bit. I think there's some speculation in the, the American news media. Is the Biden administration keeping the Israeli offensive from beginning, or is it strategic development efforts, decisions by the military to continue planning and plotting? What is the real source of the delays right now? I think the real source of delay is, is in the Army itself, um, whether the Army feels it's, it's ready in terms of its equipment, in terms of its planning, in terms of uh, softening up the battlefield for our troops to advance, uh, gathering intelligence. We want to know where these hostages are if we can. Um, we're going into, into darkness. We're really going into darkness in so many ways. And uh, a huge challenge. It's a massive challenge. The United States is has really been advising us, and they're, they're giving two mo models. I don't know if you read this. Um, one is the, the, um, the Fallujah model from 2004, where I think with Marines went into Fallujah and fought there in full force, uh, took a lot of casualties, um, caused a lot of civilian casualties, but in the end won. The other model is Mosul from 2017 against ISIS, where America sent in more or less uh, special forces teams and did surgical strikes until ISIS was defeated. And there were, there were fewer casualties on all sides, but it, the battle took far longer. And uh, the United States is asking us to consider whether the Mosul model is right for us. And I will tell you categorically, it is not. <laughs> it is not for Israeli reasons, John. One is you've called up all these reserves. 
You cannot turn, tell them after two and a half weeks to turn around and go home without doing anything. Can't. You know, I guess the model would be if you, you're going to take out a very, very big pistol and you don't pull the trigger, better you had never taken out that pistol at all, right? And that's very demoralizing. Um, secondly, we have to restore security to our country uh, immediately, not in six months. Uh, we can't wait around. People can't, people, we've had, we had 300,000 people removed from their homes. Can't do that. Second, thirdly, <laughs> thirdly, we have to establish, reestablish our, um, our, our deterrence power. We're very vulnerable right now uh, to enemies in the region. We have to show that we're willing to react massively to this atrocity. And then lastly, it's a very Israeli region. We have to begin to the process of healing here because, uh, you know, our kind of social contract has been um, kind of shredded, but certainly rent. And we have to be in that process, and we can only begin that process once we rid ourselves of the Hamas threat. And um, we can't do that under fire. And so there are Israeli reasons why we have to move in, and I hope we move in quickly. Can I ask you, is it awkward, uncomfortable to have the U.S. trying to advise Israel how to conduct its own military affairs? I don't think we go and ask Israel how we should conduct it. Is it an eyesore or is it unfair for the United States to impose its concept of how this raid should go? No, I don't think it's unfair. And we're kind of, we are allies and we're willing to listen. And they're sending some generals over here and we're certainly willing to listen. Um, and I don't know the degree to which American special forces will be involved in the search and rescue for the hostages. I wouldn't rule it out. We do a lot of joint training with special forces. Um, wouldn't rule it out. Uh, so it's not. I, mean, I, I think some of the, the press has speculated whether it's pressure. And I spoke to a high-level official in Washington today who said it's not pressure, it's advice. And which is pretty much what the what the what the Israeli side has been saying is, well, let's take it as face value as as advice, friendly advice um, and advice heard. But um, America was far, far away from Mosul, far away from from Fallujah. Right. Uh, did not have um, rockets, ISIS rockets raining down on American neighborhoods and did not have ISIS kill the equivalent of 52,000 Americans in two days. Right. It's a little different, right? So can I take that all into consideration? There is such a close relationship between the two militaries. And I think that's always a plus to our relationship. There has been a lot going on in the last few days where the IDF particularly has put out these body cams really showing people the horror. And in any other war, it, it has not really or very seldom in war has it ever been necessary to really document the extraordinary heinous crimes that were carried out. But there literally is sort of like a Holocaust denial sort of dynamic going on in the world where people are trying to claim, oh, it didn't really happen as badly as Israel says on, on October 7th. Is that what's driving the release of these tapes to actually constantly have to combat a false narrative that, oh, these things didn't really happen? Yeah, today, uh, a friend of mine, um, we, you know, this a former student of mine who's a reporter now for the Israeli press, um, was invited to look at that 45-minute tape uh, that they put together. The Israeli Defense Ministry has put this together for foreign journalists. They're not showing it publicly. And she was, I, I think, devastated is too soft a word. I think she was altered. I think she was altered by what she saw, altered, transformed. And uh, she says, you, you just cannot imagine it. You cannot imagine it. It's important because I think there's been a lot of propaganda, right? And, and the truth of the matter is these are some of the most heinous attacks ever conducted against civilians in modern history. 
it is, uh, yeah, so it's, you know, and with that, you know, that empathy is wearing off. And, uh, and I hope we, we take advantage of this moment because it's not every day you can call up 360,000 soldiers. No. It's not every day that the United States has, you know, two uh, carrier strike forces off, not far from our coast. Um, and we may not have this moment again. We may not have this moment again. And if we don't take advantage of this moment, I don't know what the country's future is. I mean, how do you have a country that is attacked that loses 1,500 of its citizens and doesn't, you know, doesn't eliminate the threat and doesn't act to eliminate the threat. And that's not enough just to bomb them from the sky. Uh, you got to go in there and actually root them out. And uh, they'll be back. Of course, they'll be back. This is really a regime change operation. You have to get Hamas out of control in Gaza or or all you're doing is kicking this can down the road and more more people will die. As we look now, I think it was 2005, there was an enormous opportunity to perhaps create some changes in the dynamic. And I think people went half-hearted into some of the negotiations. Over the years, there have been moments where maybe pressing a little harder could have changed the dynamic in Gaza. Are those historical lessons so important to judging what needs to be done now? I think we have to learn from our mistakes. You know, we... we 2005, we ripped up 21 settlements. We yanked 9,000 of our fellow citizens out of their homes. I was in that operation. That was immensely traumatic for me. Um, and I think we have to learn that lesson. Um, and I think that what will emerge from God, God's after we're finished with this operation is a, a, is a regime, I know, a government, a system of governance that will not pose that type of threat. I think we're also going to need some some international assistance on this. Um, we don't want Gaza to be an Israeli problem alone. Gaza is an international problem and uh, and should be treated as such. Today, Secretary Blinken said uh, U.S. doesn't seek war with Iran, but we are prepared to defend ourselves at any cost. Seeing the last week of Iran through its proxies attacking the United States in so many different ways with drones and rockets and other stuff, it seems as though they're trying to poke the United States into some sort of military conflict. What is the calculus of Iran right now in picking a battle with a country it probably can't beat? Because Iran is, is, is doing this confident that the United States will not, as they say in the Middle East, strike the head of the snake or only end at the tail. And by the way, we do the same thing. I mean, I've been very critical of Israeli policy over the last 10 years. Uh, you know, Hezbollah shoots at us, Hamas shoots at us. These are all Iranian proxies, and we shoot back at Hamas and Hezbollah. Uh, we pay a price, of course, even in our international legitimacy, we pay a price. And Iran gets away scot-free. And I've long been an advocate that every, t- every time a rocket's fired at us, we should strike back not at Hamas. We should strike back at Iran. And uh, we haven't done that. And let's see what the United States does. These are pro um these Iranian-supported Shiite militias in Iraq and Syria shooting at American bases. Uh, will America retaliate against the militias or retaliate the, uh, uh, the bosses of the militias? Yeah, those are momentous questions. There's no doubt about it. Big questions, sure. Yeah. For those who don't understand Hamas's grip on the Gaza, there was elections, I think, just one time, right, in the history of Hamas, and then they just sort of settled in like dictators ever since. This is not a democratic government governing in Gaza at all, is it? Well, it's typical of the Middle East. So it's one man, one vote, one time. And um, that's what happened in 2007. Um, and Hamas overthrew the Palestinian Authority there. And the American train uh, PA troops, by the way, um, and threw them off the rooftops. They killed hundreds of them, threw them off rooftops. And uh, lovely people. And since then, Gaza, which we had evacuated and hoped would become a peaceful Palestinian mini-state, has become uh, not so many uh, a terrorist state. 
And uh, we have to learn that lesson, too. Um, keep in mind that Mahmoud Abbas, the president of the, of the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank, in Judea and Samaria, has, is now entering the 18th year of his four-year term. And the reason he won't stand for election is because he knows Hamas would win there, too. So we're not about to create a Palestinian state there just to see it become another Hamas state. Uh, that, that would be a war of an entirely different magnitude. Yeah, that is so important for people on this side of the world to understand. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about how Gaza rules, or how Gaza is ruled and how Hamas is ruled. But these are not people. They've seized power. They haven't earned it. And they have spent most of their last 20 years invoking violence wherever they could. And now with the most heinous crime we've ever seen. Mr. Ambassador, last question. I just want to ask about this. The next few days, I think, are going to tell us a lot about what Israel's strategy is. What should we be looking for tonight, tomorrow, the next day? I know you'd want to see to get this ground incursion going. What are the signs to let us know which way this is going? The other days would be if this ground incursion gets underway. Um, and that will certainly be you know, front page news everywhere. Uh, and see how it progresses for its first uh, two days. My, you know, my, my wish would be that the Israeli forces move swiftly. But I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to move very cautiously. We're going to try to reduce our, our losses as much as possible um, in, a, in an extremely hostile uh, environment. Actually, more hostile than Mosul and Fallujah because Hamas has had now years and years and years to dig underground with ISIS, what ISIS didn't have. And uh, so we'll be fighting on both above ground and below ground. And uh, we have the hostage situation on top of everything else. So you know, it's much more complicated than Mosul and Fallujah. And... Um, and we see how the international community reacts, whether we start getting major pressure to stop the, uh, to stop the incursion. Uh, I don't think Israel's going to pay much attention to that pressure. I really don't. We can't. Nope. It must stay focused on the objective and the mission. I just want to ask one more thing about the U.N. Just last question. The U.N. comments today, they're just really detached from reality, aren't they? Well, they're part of the U.N. reality, which is that Israel is guilty until proven innocent and uh, Somehow, you know, this notion that Gaza is an open air prison, it isn't. It is a terrorist state. <laughs> if it were to, before Hamas, before Hamas took over, we'd go to Gaza. Everyone, when Gaza came here, it was no problem. Uh, and uh, I don't understand what the people mean. Do they want us to open the border to Hamas to see what happens when we open the border to Hamas? Uh, I mean, really, the whole thing lacks. And that, and somehow the absence of a two state solution breeds Hamas. No, Hamas was born in opposition to the peace process. Hamas kills Palestinians who want peace. It, 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 the whole thing is topsy-turvy and maddeningly, you know, hateful. That's all I can say. Yeah. Well, sir, we are in great appreciation. I know how distressed for the last few weeks are and how you're working tirelessly day and night, working this side of the world, your side of the world. Uh, we are so grateful for the time and for the honest assessment of what's going on. And we wish you to be very safe and successful in the next few days as this plays out. Thank you, John, as always. Really, thank you. Take care. Be well. It's a great honor, sir. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, James Comer, the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, the man who found that $200,000 check between Joe Biden and James Biden, apparently a loan payment back to Joe Biden from James. Where did Joe Biden get his 200000 to lend? Well, we know where James Biden got his $200,000 to pay back his brother. It came from a financially troubled healthcare company. He got 200000 James Biden did into his account that one in the morning. And by the afternoon, he was writing a check back out to his brother, the soon-to-be president of the United States. Yes, Joe Biden did benefit from the proceeds of his 
brothers in son's financial overseas dealings and clientele dealings around the country. It's businesses. Very important stuff all around to be had. Now, before we take that commercial break, I want to remind you of something. This is pretty kind of fun. A lot of people heard it yesterday and said, John, can you remind us again what this is about? All right. Most people can only dream of having dinner with a cabinet secretary or two. But my good friends at America First Policy Institute want to give two people in this country, a patriot and their sidekick, their partner, a chance to hang out with President Trump's cabinet members at Mar-a-Lago next month. November 17th is the date of the AFPI America First Experience in Gala. That's right at President Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago, Florida. You could be the lucky winner to secure two tickets to the VIP experience at Mar-a-Lago and attend the gala with an all-expense paid trip to Florida, first-class dinner, an exclusive VIP after party to cap off your night. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Ready to get your name on the guest list? Well, here's what you do. You don't have to make any purchases. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is text JTN, that is JTN, stands for Just the News, JTN to 70107, JTN to 70107 to unlock your free exclusive entry to win tickets. And this would be an experience of a lifetime for most people. What a great opportunity to be sitting alongside of cabinet secretaries and former top advisors to President Trump, people like Brooke Rollins and Linda McMahon and Larry Kudlow, Chad Wolf, the former Homeland Security Secretary, who's going to be on my TV show later tonight. This is a great opportunity. So if you want to get in line, get a chance to maybe win these tickets, text JTN, just the news, JTN to 70107, 70107. Text the letters JTN. You'll be in on the competition in a few minutes after you do that. All right, folks, when we come back, James Comer, Chairman of the House Oversight Committee, all you want to know about that 200000 payment and all the other things that the House Oversight Committee has been uncovering. All right, we'll be right back after these messages. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash Just News. That's AMAC.us forward slash Just News. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. 
But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Very fortunate to have the chairman with us. Remember, on Friday, we got that $200,000 check. Yes, James Biden gets $200,000 from a failing rural healthcare company. And that same day, he writes the exact same amount in a check to his brother, the president of the United States, Joe Biden. Uh, the man who brought us that revelation and so many more in the Biden story is with us right now. It's Kentucky Congressman and House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer. Sir, great to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me. It's a great honor. Everybody is still buzzing about that extraordinary revelation on Friday. I want to ask a little bit. It seems now, since this thing was marked a loan repayment, you might need to get uh, the president of the United States to turn over those loan documents. Are you looking at that as a possibility? Yes, we've already called for the president uh, to release the terms of the so-called loan that he apparently claims he made to his brother. But look, whether or not he made it alone is irrelevant. What matters is Joe Biden benefited to the tune of $200,000 from this. Either he made a loan to his brother, like they claim, which I don't believe, but let's say they pull something out of their rear end, John, and say they made a loan to his brother for $200,000. His brother could not have paid that loan back without influence peddling the company AmeriCorps Health out of $200,000. We have Jim Biden's bank records. And I can say with 100% confidence that uh, he had very little money in that checking account for for a long time. And the only way he could have paid that back was with that $200,000 payment. So either Joe Biden was paid $200,000 as part of the influence peddling scheme, payback, kickback, dividend, whatever you want to call it, or Joe Biden actually made a loan to his brother and because his brother influence peddled AmeriCorps Health, he paid him back $200,000. So either Joe Biden made $200,000 or he didn't lose $200,000. Either way, Joe Biden's $200,000 better off today because of his family's influence peddling scheme. And like everything else, John, we know that Joe Biden met the CEO of AmeriCorps Health. We know that Jim Biden uh, made a pitch to AmeriCorps Health that he could help them get all sorts of money from the Middle East through his brother's contacts in the Middle East. This is classic influence peddling 101. And Joe Biden, as, as is always the case, 
was front and center in this. But this time, we have the hard evidence that he benefited to the tune of $200,000. Amazing. Mm. Unreal. Yeah, and, and there's so much to this. I think if you tried to storyboard the entire Biden conspiracy, it would cover all of Los Angeles. But I think it's important to highlight the timeline because three years ago, the Biden camp said Joe had no knowledge, no communication with James Biden regarding AmeriCare. Two years prior to that is when he gets this check for $200,000, which, Mr. Chairman, I mean, that, that's a house in some parts of America. Right. I find it very hard to believe that he received this check not having spoken at all about this company and just and just pocketed the cash. That doesn't seem even reasonable for Democrats to try to explain away. No, but uh, the few that are wanting to explain it, like Jamie, you're asking, you know, it's simple. Uh, You know, the the proof that the the check says loan repayment. So case closed. It's loan repayment. I mean, give me a break. Everything the Bidens do revolves around loans. I mean, you should see. Jim Biden's income over the past several years. I mean, the number of loans and, and, you know, we don't know much about Jim Biden because he didn't leave a laptop lying around. But if you start researching Jim Biden, you see he's been accused of fraud by several different entities, including AmeriCorps Health. There's no question that Jim Biden defrauded AmeriCorps Health out of six hundred thousand dollars. Uh, the whole pitch, and these are in court documents, was that because he was a Biden, he could get the money in the Middle East. Jim B- Joe Biden met the people at AmeriCorps Health through Jim Biden. We know that because Politico, back when they were objective and back when they didn't think Joe Biden would be elected president, they were kicking him while he was down and, and wrote this story about AmeriCorps Health claiming, you know, that, that, that Joe had met the CEO through, through Jim Biden and that Jim Biden influenced peddled this company. So, so, you know, this is like the pattern that we've seen in Romania, in China, in Russia. Here we have an American company, but the kick was the Middle East. You know, every, every scheme that the Bidens were in on involved an adversarial foreign country and access to Joe Biden. So can you tell us when uh, President Joe Biden had some contact with AmeriCorps? And also, the, the president has not been very willing to provide any information to you. If he doesn't pony up the documents, will you subpoena him? Yeah, we, well, you know, we're, we're leading up to all of that. Uh, if you would think that if Joe Biden had the documents, he would have already whooped them out and uh, tried to get, you know, embarrass me, embarrass the committee. But, you know, with their with their explanation is to reporters behind the scene, you know, is is pushing it. It's pushing it. And, you know, either way, even if they, like I said earlier, pull something out of their behind that says that they loaned him $200,000, Jim Biden couldn't have paid that money back. Joe Biden is $200,000 better off because of his influence peddling scheme. There's no question about that. You cannot argue that. That is not debatable. We we have the evidence. The White House knows we have the evidence and uh, their response, as always, they use their dark money political groups and their little weenie guy, Ian Sams, to 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 waddle out there to the press and attack me. Look, we're going to continue to provide evidence to the American people, even though a lot of the mainstream media isn't covering this. The American people are getting the information somewhere and they know that this is shady. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sir, I want to pivot 
Uh, to something really quickly before we go to that story that John flicked out at the top of the show, the speaker race. My goodness, I think we're up to nine now who have put their name forward. Do you have an update on this? I know there's not going to be a vote taken today, but how long is this going to drag out? I fear, Amanda, I'm an optimist. I feel pretty good about where we are in our investigation. I feel pretty good about the fact that the American people see that Bidenomics is a disaster, that Joe Biden's a weak leader on the on the the international stage. But what's happened in the last three weeks in the House is is really disappointing. It should have never happened. Uh, you know, look, speakers come and go. If you're going to get rid of the speaker, make sure you've got a plan to replace that speaker, because where it stands now, I'm not sure anyone can get to 217. And that's a problem. Uh, I hope that we can solve this. I hope we solve it Tuesday. I, I like all nine of those guys. Three of them are on my committee. You know, I think that uh, you know we have 221 people in the House of Representatives, 221 Republicans in the House of Representatives. I think that 175 have the ability to be speaker. So it's not like, you know, there, there's one uh, irreplaceable person in the House. We're all replaceable, right? And I think 175 of the 221 would, would make good speakers. We've just got to agree and get to, to that point. But, uh, you know, the way this is playing out, the longer it takes, the harder it is to get a consensus. So I don't have a good answer for your question, but I'm, I'm as frustrated as, as most Americans are right now. Sir, you are doing such important oversight on so many different fronts. It's sometimes hard to keep up with all the things. But today, a very yeah. important letter that you and Marjorie Taylor Greene signed together asking the defense secretary, what are these weapons that we see in Hamas holding? Did we lose weapons from the Ukraine leave behind or I'm sorry, from the Ukraine assistance program or the Afghanistan leave behind? Could you tell us why this is an important inquiry? Yeah, this shouldn't be a hard question to answer. Are any of the weapons that are being used against Israel now weapons that that were ours at one point or, or you know, weapons that Russia is using against Ukraine? Were any of those weapons that were the United States at one point? So so we put weapons into Ukraine. We put weapons into Afghanistan and we apparently the military doesn't have an inventory of these weapons. All we're asking for is an inventory. Surely to goodness. They have an inventory and they keep up with weapons that uh, that get misplaced or left behind or stolen or whatever. That's what we want to know. And that shouldn't be a hard question to answer. Yeah. Do you think they have the inventory? They just, for whatever reason, wouldn't want to reveal it to you? I hope they have an inventory. If they don't have an inventory, how sad is that? I mean, we've still not gotten a full accounting of what was left behind in Afghanistan. And we know there was a lot of military weapons left behind in Afghanistan. So we know that the Taliban has a record of selling weapons. So, you know, we we need to know these questions. Where where how did how did Hamas get these weapons? Where did they come from? Surely they didn't come from the United States. That's what we want to know. All right, folks, we'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be back to wrap things up right after these messages. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. 
you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time, go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, thanks, folks, for tuning in to John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. A big thank you to Michael Oren for his eyewitness account on the ground in Israel where rockets were flying and military incursions were occurring. And all eyes are on the Gaza Strip for when Israel begins its ground operation. Michael Oren gave us some really powerful stuff and a strong repudiation of the U.N. General Secretary, which I think a lot of people can't believe the words that were chosen that day. Well, we're very excited to remind you one more time, if you want to go down to Mar-a-Lago and have dinner with former President Donald Trump's cabinet members at the America First Experience in Gallup, November 17th, all you got to do is text the letters JTN, stands for Just the News, Text JTN to 70107, to unlock your chance to win that VIP experience. Again, JTN to 70107. Text JTN to 70107 for an opportunity to enter that contest. All right, folks, that wraps it up. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Hey, folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. 
With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.